Welcome to Future Forward Sales. I'm Lynn Whitbeck, founder and CEO of futureforwardsales.com and Petite to Queen. Our superpower is empowering business owners to transform their sales and grow their business. We work with business owners who reject complacency and focus on innovative thinking to thrive. At the end of the show, in about 20 minutes, I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing sales podcasts. Let's go. Right now, I have Karen Amundsen with us today of Apiary Digital. How are you doing, Karen? Doing great. Thanks for having me, Gabby. Thank you for joining us. So please just start us off by telling us who you are and what your company does. Yeah, so I'm Karen Amundsen. As you know, I'm the founder and CEO of Apiary Digital, which is a digital media collective. And what we do is performance marketing for primarily direct-to-consumer e-commerce and B2B tech brands. Okay. So things like SEO, SEM, analytics, paid social, all of those really data-driven sort of forms of digital marketing. Okay. Um, but what's really unique is, is sort of our model of how we work and why we do mm-hmm. it. Um, so something that's really unique about APR is that we're made up of independent marketing consultants who are really experienced in what they do. So at the moment, the average consultant is, has 11 years of experience in digital marketing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that model allows us to be really flexible and nimble with the client projects. Okay. And how exactly did you get into that? How, why did you start Apiary Digital? What is that story? Yeah. So I started in search marketing myself mm-hmm. and I worked at an ad agency in San Francisco and then I moved into a B2B tech startup in San Francisco. But I got to a point in my life where I wanted to travel in a big way more than what you can do on a two week vacation. (laughs) And so I actually did something a little bit crazy. I quit my job and packed my stuff in a backpack and and left to go travel and not your typical origin story. But um, Mm -hmm. in the process, I started doing independent consulting and, Mm -hmm. you know, in between kind of milk and cows in New Zealand and Spending oh some time in Bangladesh and getting to meet people there, um, which was a whole crazy experience. Great. Uh, <laughs> like you, milking cows and everything. <laughs> yeah. And um, so just, you know, really through the generosity of people that I had worked with in the past, I got so many consulting gigs that at a certain point it was too much work for just me. And I realized my clients honestly needed specialized expertise in okay. skills I didn't have. And then people who are just incredible talent started coming out of the woodwork saying, you know, how do I do what you're doing? Mm. And I realized the opportunity there to pair up clients with fractional access to specialized experts in this really flexible package, but also enabling that talent to, you know, live their stories and do whatever it was outside of work that was important to them. And so that's kind of how we got started. Yeah, (laughs) that's an amazing story. And so Okay, you're backpacking, you're traveling, you're meeting all these people. So you're literally were working as you're doing that as well, just kind of fitting that yes. in. Also, how what like how was that? Um, it was it was kind of funny. I would definitely be working in really funny little locations That's and corners. And <laughs> I mean, obviously now, fast forward, you know, five years later, I mostly just at home and you know <laughs> in my office. But um, at the time, yeah, I mean, 
when, and particularly in the early days, I told you I was in Bangladesh and they were going through just political unrest. Mm -hmm. And every few days they would just randomly shut down like certain internet service. They'd be like, oh, we can't have WeChat or we can't have, you know, WhatsApp or, oh, the whole internet is just down today. So that was crazy. But it was also really inspiring because Mm -hmm. I was meeting so many entrepreneurs there who were launching amazing businesses through incredible uncertainty. It was kind of like, okay, I guess if they can do it in this environment, I can do it with my circumstances. Right. And I'm sure too, the inspiration you said is different versus if you had just been in the States and you're seeing the entrepreneurs with all the access and great circumstances. And so like you said, the inspiration is different where it's like, I'm seeing the same success, but completely different circumstances. And and even things like, you know, banking and money transfer Mm -hmm. and telecommunications, you don't have that stability. And yet you'd have people really thinking outside the box. Like I met some founders that were, um, they were doing something that was kind of like Uber, but just leveraging the tools that they had. So instead of using an app, which like a lot of people wouldn't Mm -hmm. have a, smartphone, they would have a call center that would call rickshaw drivers and, you know, and they could use their, um, like, and, and it was just kind of cool to see like how they could put together different Mm -hmm. things and make it work. And so I was really inspiring in the early days and, um, definitely made made me think outside the box a little bit. (laughs) Right. And that's basically, that's definitely a couple of my questions is with that experience, how do you continue to create fresh opportunities to best serve your customers? Yeah, so I think now it's driven by, I mean, I get to, in my role, I get to spend a lot of time talking with different founders and executives and marketing leaders and Mm -hmm. just the unique problems that they're having, you know, especially this year with COVID and everyone adapting and, you know, changing their products quickly. Um, It really helped me to narrow in our focus this year on e-commerce and B2B tech. And, and to be honest, a lot of the B2B tech, it's the sort of that ecosystem. Some of it is the software and ecosystem to support e-commerce. Mm-hmm. So that's been really inspiring this year just to constantly be, you know, talking with great people. Yeah. And then making adjustments and having to pivot, yep. <laughs> which we're used to. And so wanting to go back to the flexibility, like you said, that you kind of were inspired by with who you were meeting around the world. How do you and where do you leverage flexibility to think outside the box for your own company, for your own brand? Yeah, well, flexibility is a huge component of our secret sauce because like I told you, the average consultant at APR has 11 years of experience Mm -hmm. in the thing that they're doing. And which is a lot. If you consider that, you know, Facebook ads has been around for about 15 years and so if you have people with that much experience, mm-hmm. you know, at a traditional agency, what happens is you have a senior sales team and then they sell in the deal and then they, tr- they pass you off to a really junior team that is like right out of college or okay. maybe has a few years of experience. Mm-hmm. And so the flexibility is kind of the secret sauce of how do you get people with, you know, 10, 15 years of experience willing to manage mm-hmm. campaigns and, you know, right. be really in there doing that role. And um, flexibility is the name of the game for us. So you know, our, our kind of vision at APRA is not just delivering exceptional performance and value to clients, but Mm -hmm. also to do it in a package that allows consultants to live their stories. And so Mm -hmm. they're part-time, they're um, remote, and they have a choice over what projects they work on. You know, they're actively choosing, yes, I want that one. No, I don't want that one. Mm -hmm. So it makes them really engaged. And then outside of work, they're able to raise their kids or start their own business or go back to school or, you know, we've had artists, we've had a couple stand-up comedians on the team, you know, people who have some passion outside of work 
Okay. Where they're using this to pay the bills and, you know, keep their marketing skills sharp. Um, and so that's kind of our, you know, a little bit about our secret yeah, sauce is, so is flexibility is the name of the game, really. Right. And so do you have people, like say you have people kind of have those expertise or they're just trying to keep their marketing skills sharp and they pick what projects they want to do or maybe don't want to do. But do you have it where some people are like, I usually wouldn't do a project like that, but I want to learn or I want to try something new. So I'll take it on. Do you have sort of that as far as flexibility as well? Well, because we're selling into clients that mm-hmm. they're going to work with an experienced team, we okay. like to work with people on the thing that they're really good at. Got it. And so typically that's kind of, yeah, how we're plugging people in. Where people stand. And so how do people find and work with you in a sense? Like you so said, you've had stand-up comedians and everything. <laughs> what is like, I guess, the criteria in a way to work for Apiary Digital? Yeah, well, we want people who are really fundamentally passionate and driven in their careers. They Mm want to work on big, impactful projects, but in a way that enables them to have the financial and time flexibility to do Mm -hmm. their thing outside of work. Um, And and to get there, you know, really, we're looking for people that have a minimum of five years of experience. Okay. Um, You know, most of the folks at Apiary have worked for big agencies in the past Mm -hmm. or top digital brands you know, Fortune 500 brands, and they're really just kind of getting to another part of their life where they want to be able to kind of capitalize on some of that uh, experience. Perfect. Like you said, that experience that your employees have, I'm sure gives a lot of comfort to your clients as well. It's like, we know what we're doing. You can rely on us to really help you out and guide you properly in this process. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's really a shortcut for clients. I'm sure. I'm sure. And so please tell us about Apiary Digital's new ebook that y'all have got going on. (laughs) Yeah. So it's about remote work. And the thing is, we've been remote for the whole time. So five plus years. Okay. And it's really kind of a byproduct of the work that we do. So Mm -hmm. we are, you know, we're doing digital marketing, we're experts in that. But because we've been running a remote company for over five years, we've Mm -hmm. learned a lot about how to build the culture and operations and do remote sales and remote recruiting and also just building connections and relationships with people in a remote environment. Um, and so, you know, we're, the, the ebook is really about how it's, it's food for thought on not just let me replicate what I used to do in the office, but remotely. But if you're looking to a future where, Hey, remote work is probably going to be kind of a long-term or a big part of your business. Mm-hmm. How do you want to build in ways that use the medium Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's something that I'm really excited to share is really kind of a byproduct of all of our work in marketing. Yeah, it sounds like it. And so you said it's not just to just transit fully from, okay, what you were doing in person, you're just going to do remote. And so how is that have you ex- for your experience in talking with people as far as kind of, like I said, that switch and do they have to reconstruct everything to now go remote? Or is it like a hybrid of some things you got to just straight up get rid of now going remote and then some you do just make that adjustment? How does that work from your experience? Well, I think you it's a new way of thinking about things. Mm-hmm. So there is a bit of kind of remodeling from the ground up, but think about it also as an opportunity to create change in your organization. So, you know, for example, I think a lot of organizations right now are fortunately thinking about diversity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. And I think that going remote, you have to change everything. So it's like, it's like tear down the house, great opportunity to, to put forward in your business things that, you know, maybe you didn't have before that would have taken Mm -hmm. longer to change incrementally. Right. Um, so that's kind of one example. And 
especially because you can recruit from a bigger pool, you know, you just, you have access to a broader range of talent. So I think that's one example of things that you, you can do when you have to make a big change. Right. So rather than saying like this whole scary thing, it's like, no, it's an opportunity for change. It's an opportunity to change. And if you think about it too, um, I think there's some really amazing cultural implications for the organization. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, I think um, one thing that you don't, you might not think about is if you're in a city mm-hmm. and a big way that people get ahead in the company is by going out to happy hours, for example, especially right. in our industry, mm-hmm. um, in advertising, but it's actually really challenging for people who maybe have kids at home or they can't afford to live in that zip code and they have to commute mm-hmm. far away, or maybe they have a disability or some you know health issue that makes it difficult to do that. And so actually like being remote is an opportunity to rebuild a culture that's accessible for everyone to get ahead in the company and not kind of create those like favoritisms by way of, you know, that kind of, you know, those kind of events are fun, but it also kind of has unintended consequences. So it's just kind of one little example of how you might, you know, think about your culture moving forward. Right. Make that shift. Absolutely. And so where do you see your business going in the next few years and what are your plans to make that vision happen? Yeah. So I, we don't have major like, oh, we have to grow some crazy amount because mm-hmm. uh, we're just, it's a self-funded business. So we don't have those kind of, um, you know, needs. It's really just about getting better and better at our craft of delivering exceptional performance for clients and maximizing that stakeholder value, you know, how we balance value between the talent, the clients and the business. Mm-hmm. Um I see us over the next couple of years bringing in, hiring our first non-founder CEO to really take the business to the next level and continuing to invest in vertical expertise in B2B tech and direct-to-consumer e-commerce. Wonderful. And so for our listeners who want more information about you or for your business, where are the best places to go for that information? Yeah, they can get us at apradigital.com or at apradigital on all of the social handles. Wonderful. Karen Amundsen, thank you so much for your time and for sharing all of that. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Gabby. Thank you so much for listening to Future Forward Sales. If you are a business owner who rejects complacency and is driven to increase their sales and grow their business and would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit futureforwardsales.com forward slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor? Share this episode on social media, then go ahead and subscribe. Give us a thumbs up, a rating or a review. My name is Lynn Whitbeck. And I thank you again for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening.